For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. It's Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We take you until noon, bottom of the hour. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, he will join the program. I look forward to uh, getting a Big Ten Media uh, Days preview with Doc. Who are the Hawks taking? They are taking Tyrone Tracy. Okay, good. Tyler Linderbaum. Makes sense. And a defensive guy. Oh, yeah, they have to. We have two. uh, Dane Belton. Okay. I think that's the three. I, I saw it on Friday, so this just off memory. I'll take a peek, though, before we get Doc on here. All right, but let's get to Matt Snyder right now. He covers baseball. He writes about baseball. He was at the All-Star Game last week in Denver. You can read him at CBSSports.com. Before we get to the here and now, let's just recap the uh, uh, the two-day event. Well, three days if you include the future game on Sunday, and I know you were at Coors Field for it. So overall, how did Denver do? Excellent. Uh, th- th- that was top-notch. I have uh, zero complaints overall. Uh, great ballpark, great city, very good host. Uh, nothing but the highest of praise. Where it is built, in the, they call it the Lodo District. It's called Lower Downtown. Yeah. When I lived there in the early 90s, when I moved there, one of the first things I was told, stay away from that part of Denver. That is not really? the place you want to go. That's where that was the and whole. Then it all got built up. Absolutely, yeah. And in between, because yep. uh, at the other end of it is where the Broncos play mm-hmm. in the the, the, the uh, stadium where the the Avalanche and, and Nuggets play, mm-hmm. and kind of all in between there. It's, a, it's outstanding. It's amazing. No, it really is. It's it's changed significantly from the early to stay away wow. from Lodo. Uh, anyways, let's get to the here and now, and I want to start with the Cubs because as we've, they do move the needle here. It just seems like um, you know you're almost waiting for it to happen, right? If you're a Cubs fan, you know what's coming because they are going to move pieces. You don't know who those pieces are going to be, but in the back of your mind, you got a pretty, I think. Um, you know, ominous feeling in some respects that one of the guys that, you know, led you to the promised land as a Cubs fan is going to yeah. be traded away from the team that you grew up rooting for and love, uh, and he's not going to be there. And that could be Chris Bryant in all likelihood. It could be Javier Baez. It could be Anthony Rizzo. So let's start with the Cubs. Is this the week? We know Jock Peterson is gone, but do they start moving guys out this week? Uh, the big names, no. I think those are going to go down to the wire. You, you might see more at the margins. Like uh, yesterday, Zach Davies took the start. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been his last start as a Cub. Uh, something like that might happen. Uh, Andrew Chafin is, is is one that might happen. But I think on like Craig Kimbrell, I think they're going to go down to the wire and make teams like kind of furiously have a bidding war on him. And on their core guys, as popular as they are in Wrigleyville, and somebody like Javier Baez with his unique skill set <laughs> and the negatives, we all know about the negatives and we all know about the positives. I don't think he's more valuable to anybody else than he is to the Cubs. Uh, so I don't know if there's going to be a correct package there to make it work. And uh, on Bryant, you will see. I, I mean, it, it's possible that Jed Hoyer thinks maybe I would rather just do a qualifying offer and take a draft pick mm. than 
get like one double A player for him. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know how much value Anthony Rizzo has, frankly. I, I love Rizzo, but we're talking about a, a 31-year-old first baseman who's slightly above league average hitter. With a bad back. I mean, yes. So I, I just don't know how much value he has. If they want to move Contreras, he's the one that I think would move the needle. Um, but it's possible they want to talk extension with him. So I, I don't know if it's going to be as big as everybody thinks it is. Um, it might just be around the margins, and you might see Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, and Contreras stay put. What is a realistic haul for Chris Bryant? When you look at this guy, impending free agency, and teams know the likelihood of signing in Chicago is not real high, is it, I just remember the U Darvish, and everybody bellyaching that, oh, just what a bad deal that was. You didn't get anything in return. Are they really going to get anything in return? Uh, Even a top 10 prospect in an organization for even Chris Bryant? It's, it's, uh, it's lottery tickets, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's two months. And if he was playing the entire year like he played in May, yeah, maybe, maybe somebody's going to give up a lot more for that. But uh, you, you, some of the packages we've seen for, like, Manny Machado, uh, even Mookie Betts, that was a year – and the Dodgers probably knew deep down that they were going to extend him anyway. And that was Alex Verdugo, which looks like a pretty good piece, and then a couple lottery tickets. Um, and that was coming off Mookie Betts being an MVP and totally healthy and right in the middle of his prime. Chris Bryant, yeah, he's healthy right now, but he's been banged up a few times this year. And he he played like an MVP for, what, four weeks, but not the whole year, and he's been inconsistent. Uh, maybe a top 10 prospect in an organization, not top 10 at all in baseball. Yeah. Um, maybe. So, yeah, I, I, it, like I said, it might get to the point where Jed Hoyer says, you know what, we're just going to keep him and, and, and talk extension uh, and then do the qualifying offer. Uh, who makes sense for Craig Kimbrell? I've heard the Astros, uh, I've heard the Padres, uh, the Red Sox, all of these teams. Red Sox uh, reunion, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, they all have good closers for the most part. I mean, putting him in Houston, putting him in, uh, in, in San Diego, that does wonders for both of those franchises. Which makes the most sense? Or, or is there another team that I'm missing? Well, one thing I've looked at a lot is the Mets. You've got that new owner. He's very motivated. They're in first place, but they're badly flawed, as we just saw in the series against the Pirates. And Edwin Diaz only has three blown saves, but he seems very prone to major meltdowns. If you put Craig Kimbrell there, you don't have to worry about that anymore, at least the way he's doing right now. And Bryant makes sense there, too. So something with like a Bryant and Kimbrell package to the Mets makes a lot of sense. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of other teams in there, like the Phillies. The Phillies could use bullpen oh, help, and yeah. they're two games out in the NL East. That'd be a great home for Kimbrel. Um, the Giants, I know they don't really have leaky bullpen issues or anything like that, but still, they don't have Craig Kimbrel. So anybody that's good and is right there makes a lot of sense, except maybe the White Sox, because I don't think when you have, we have Liam Hendricks and a couple good setup men, I don't think they really need to deal with, with that when they have other needs. But almost anybody else in contention absolutely should be in on them. Well, I'm going to go this direction in the NL East. 
and it's uh, the team that is in Ken's home country, Canada. He doesn't like to bring it up very often, but over the weekend, come out of the gates raring to go. They get Boston this week, and yet it still feels like they need help. They certainly need help both in the rotation and the bullpen. Financial flexibility is my question. They get to go home at the end of the month, by the way. They do, yep. but they've been in Florida. They've yep. been in Buffalo. They haven't had the money yeah. coming in that they normally did. And only 15,000 people right? I mean, if the roof's open. Financially, what is this team going to look like, and how many moves do they have in them? Yeah, I mean, I don't. No, nobody really knows that, uh, but... Gosh, it it would I would love for them to get some help because they're so exciting. They really and like you said, not only not only are they playing the Red Sox uh, right now, they've got three against them. But after a three game series against the Mets, then they have a four game series against the Red Sox. Hmm. So if if they're going to make any noise, the time is right now. And if they get through this stretch, they've got one day until the trade deadline, <laughs> and then they're ready to return home. Maybe all of a sudden ownership says, "Hey, you know what? Go for it. We're coming back home. Mm-hmm. We're right the right in the thick of things. Maybe there'll be three games out at the time. Let's say, I, I think that they would go for it, and I think they'd push their chips to the center of the table and say, "Hey, we're ready. We're ready right now, because it's the perfect time." Marcus Simeon's only on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. We've got young Vlad who, who's taking the baseball season by storm this year. We've got Bo Bichette. Uh, Springer's healthy. We just signed George. We just signed George Springer, and he's healthy. We need to add pitching. I think the lineup is fine. When, when in, uh, I mean, they're they're leading the American League in average slugging, OPS. The, the offense is fine, but they need more pitching. If they're going to go on a deep playoff run, they've got to get more pitching. So I, I optimistic. Yeah, probably a little on the optimistic side, but I, I think if they get through this stretch. And they're in really good shape. I, I'm holding out hope they're going to go for it. They're fun. They're fun to watch. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. <laughs> Hammer the baseball. Uh, watching Guerrero. I can't believe he's uh, he's a Blue Jay and hope that he'll remain there. You know what I'm looking forward to this week? And I'm not wasting. I'm looking forward to the end of the week because Trent and I have a Vegas trip before that <laughs> that I can't wait for. But I think the uh, the two best teams in the Midwest are going to collide and uh, will uh, the series will culminate on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. The Brewers hosting the White Sox. Who saw this one coming as uh, you know an end of July series with the two best teams uh, in, in the Midwest, and they clearly are. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, I'm not surprised about the White Sox, although I, if you would have told me all the injuries they would go through, I think I maybe would have changed my stance. But uh, yeah, on the Brewers, I just thought, gosh, they just don't have any offense, and they don't. <laughs> That's what's mm-hmm. amazing about it. You've got that seven-game lead right now, and they are in the National League last in batting average. They're eighth in on-base percentage, tenth in slugging. Yelich has done nothing. Uh, (laughs) It's it's kind of astounding what they've been able to do, and it's a testament to, here's the thing, if they get to the playoffs, and I think they will, uh, if they get any offense at all, that one-two-three punch of Woodruff, Corbin Burns and mm. Freddie Peralta, in, in any order you want to put them, that's going to be scary to anybody. And then you've got Hater at the back and closing things down. If they get any kind of offense at all, that's a scary group. Is this a team that um, we, we saw Adamas come over? Um, 
is there somebody I hear Trevor's story, but the Rockies can't get rid of all their stars. I mean, don't they have to keep one after we saw Arnado basically, you know, paid to no. get out of town? I guess um, no, they're absolutely trading story. Do you think they would? Well, does, does he make yeah. sense to the Brewers then? Yeah, it, that would it, that would be a fit. I mean, Adamas can move. Yeah, he'd have to. Yeah. Um, that would that would give him a shot in the arm, and then you then you wonder if at some point does Yelich finally finally kind of see things click back, and if Wong can stay healthy because he's been banged up a few times this year, but Colton Wong is having a good offensive season, Narvaez is having a good offensive season. Do things click again for Yelich? Does Lorenzo Cain come back and have things click? Uh, does Kesson Hira kind of get things going because he has high potential? If you add story to that mix. It does become a pretty high upside team. You know, I, I'm, this is probably a question for both of you guys as far as fantasy baseball <laughs> and Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, I would think, would have been, you know, in, in any drafts back in March, where where would he have gone? Would he have been somebody that would. Top 20, uh, certainly. The first or second round, depending yeah, first on how or many. Round. Yeah. 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 I mean, what is, yep. he's killing fantasy teams. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, yeah, not very good at all. The, uh, Yankees-Red Sox, from the game Thursday that they didn't play, they come back Friday, the Yankees, the bottom of that order, with the New York Yankees in 7-8-9. I didn't know either any of the three guys. They were all wearing uniforms with 90 on the back. Right. Then you get to Saturday, you get a rain-shortened game, you got whatever was going on with the light out here. I know it's Yankees-Red Sox, that has a lot of people here in the Midwest roll their eyes, but it was compelling to me over the weekend. It was funny, the, the Yankees lineup that came out on Friday, my colleague Mike Exisa, who, who started, got his starts in the business at, on a Yankees blog, he said that, that looks like a split squad spring training lineup. Because it was like half the regulars and half guys that were like, wait a minute, who? Who is that? Mm-hmm. But I tell you, the Yankees getting those two games, mm-hmm. coming back in game two in the middle of the rain, Glaber Torres hit a home run in two consecutive games, and he had one home run in like his previous 43 games. Maybe they started to turn a corner there, and they're actually not that far out of a playoff spot. And you look at that offense, and you say, it was basically these same guys who were the best offense in baseball in 2019. It's possible they turned a corner. Then again, how many times have we said that this year? (laughs) And then they've gone right back to being mediocre. So that that's what I found interesting about the series. What did you uh, glean, if anything, uh, from the White Sox and the Astros playing? The White Sox take two or three from a team that looked as though maybe they'd um, you know taken over the tops. I haven't seen your power rankings yet this week, but um, they, they, Houston looked as though they've established themselves back on top in the American League. Yeah, they were they were right in the mix. Um, I, I thought it was big for the White Sox. It, it was uh, right before the break. Dallas Keuchel made some comments. I, I don't somebody in the central, but we. And I'm looking at the Astros right at the break. We need to start beating good teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were 0-4 against the Astros heading into the series. They got their teeth kicked in Friday to come out and get those last two games. I think that was big, a big confidence boost for them. And uh, actually, in my power rankings last week, I went through predictions, and I predicted the White Sox to win the World Series because I'm looking at if you've got a rotation with Carlos Rodon, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, what he's capable of doing, and Dallas Keuchel, that means you can kick Dylan Cease to the bullpen with Michael Kopech. 
and have those two guys be kind of X factors in front of Liam Hendricks. They'll have Eloy, Eloy Jimenez back. They'll ha- have Luis Robert back. They'll have Yasmani Grandal back. They have all the makings of a team that can make a deep playoff run and win the World Series. So we're allowed to redo the World Series predictions in the middle of the season? Because I would like to. I've got the Twins no, in the No, I don't pre- redo. Okay. I, I would say my, my preseason, I'm still accountable for my preseason predictions. <laughs> but I also do midseason ones based upon what we've seen because things change. Yes, indeed. And injuries happen and people are traded. But, you know, I, I mean, my name's still on the preseason ones too. So, yeah. Ken had a uh, rematch of the greatest World Series ever, 1991. <laughs> it's not looking very good for the Twins and Braves getting back together. <laughs> Uh, that's why I brought it no, up, Matt. No. I would like a redo. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that. Redo it. I think we will. Hey, bud, good to talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks for doing this, Matt Snyder. Do you have anything coming out at CBSSports.com you want to preview with us? Uh, no, nothing specific. Just kind of rolling by the seat of our pants right now. Um, so you don't think, just to, just to recap, you think that guys like Kimbrell, they'll wait to the last minute just so they get the best yeah. offer. You don't think there'll be a team come in and just blow them away to get them maybe two or three or four games prior to the end of July? I suppose it's possible, but yep. I don't... I, I, I don't <sighs> the only team that I could see being desperate enough to do that would be the Mets in the scenario I talked about. And the Phillies are closing the gap on them, so we'll see. Yeah, Matt, great stuff. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Monday. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one. Yeah, we do the same. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Good baseball conversation. I like this segment every Monday. Your Blue Jays. Trent, they I are watched fun. a ton of them. Yeah, and they're just, because of the names, because of the connections mm-hmm. to the guys past. of my youth. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fun to flip it on. And not just Vlad. Who, no, it's Bichette. Biggio. Biggio. Those three, healthy. yeah, and uh, uh, Guriel and Hernandez and All Star Springer, right? Tasker Hernandez, he started, and it's not like Blue Jays fans could <laughs> stuff the ballot box. Well, they could online. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I keep going back to that when you had to do it with those cards. Oh yeah, I loved those days. You get the hanging chat in yes. there. You're punching it out, trying yeah, to get you it don't right. Have to do that anymore, no, do you? Come no, on, no, no. It's 2021. Let's go. <laughs> They're a good team. They're a fun team. Mm-hmm. They are, I, I've enjoyed a starting the pitcher. I mean, just a an extra arm in there. Yeah, bullpen at the back of mm-hmm. it. They could use Craig Kimbrell. They could use Craig Kimbrell and Chris Bryant. That yeah, that would be with that. their construction. That does make a lot of sense. And they get to go home July the thirtieth, I think. And they got a boatload of games in August and September at home. Oh, they do. But there's like, if the roof is closed, they only get. I think it's I see five thousand people. If the roof is Open fifteen thousand. Okay, so they're making headway. They're getting there. They're getting there. Um, we'll see. Robbie Ray experience. You're enjoying it. It's not. He had a win over the weekend yesterday. I think Did he, he pitch is the, the doubleheader yesterday. He was my kryptonite for a long time, both was betting he? and fantasy. Yeah. I had him on my team every year, and I bet on him seemingly every single start. His inconsistency has been ironed out this year. <laughs> He's really has. talented. So is Stephen Matzis. He's been good. Ross Stripling's kind of... No, he's terrible. He yeah. pitches tonight. He, oh, they're going to get killed by Boston. <laughs> okay. All right, there's a betting preview there for you. <laughs> right. Take the Red Sox. Uh, 11.25. Let's do this, Trent Condon. Speaking of money, it's time to go for the green here on KXNO. Uh, you can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword HOPE uh, to 200-200-HOPE. 
to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. 1125, Scott Dockerman coming up next from The Athletic as we uh, switch gears. By the way, you Cyclone fans, we are going to catch up with Michael Swain. Tomorrow, do you remember what Michael Swain told us? Not from Dallas. You asked the question. Well, they're getting a lot of guys, but I'm not seeing a lot of receivers in this class. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hold on, he that's says. what he said. And it wasn't just you know, some kid from Caminita. Right. It was two kids. Two kids that are big time prospects, mm-hmm. and they got one over the weekend. And four star, and the three star committed before that. Um, the four star kid had offers from everywhere. Yeah. It's not like he picked it over, no. you know, NC State, Mac school at Washington night. State, and, and Vanderbilt. <laughs> right. These are big-time uh-huh. Power 5 offers. Going to Iowa State. Indeed he is. So Michael Swain will recap Big 12 Media Days, and um, we'll pat him on the back for, for, for covering recruiting as he does. 11-25, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXN 0108-66. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your You get your podcasts. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225-8- Void where prohibited. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Learn for life. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Uh, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic Momentarily. Matt has been patient. I don't want to keep him on hold any longer. Matt, what's on your mind? Welcome to Miller and Condon. Fire away. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. So my quick, quick thing. So uh, my, my Cubs first, let me preface my, my comment with, with an understanding that the Cubs are painful to watch, that, that when the pitchers are throwing the ball well, we can't hit. When the hitters are squaring it up, the pitchers can't throw strikes. It's like watching two guys try to move a couch into an apartment. <laughs> yeah. You can only pivot so many times. It's been right? – uh, but go ahead. No, but all that being said, they're a game under five hundred. So, so listening in seven games back from what I heard earlier, uh, so what I, it frustrates me to listen to all this talk for the last couple of weeks about the, the players they're going to trade off. Like, I, I get it because of the things I've already said, but yet they're one game under 500. And if they swept Arizona yesterday, 
when they squared it up at 2-2, I thought, boy, we get a sweep over the weekend. They got to put the trade stuff on hold, right? And then they did what the Cubs do, and they dropped that game in embarrassing fashion to Arizona, who has 27 wins on the year. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. But still, one game under 500, I don't know. I guess I, guess I feel like if the management – pushes it in and says, we're trading guys. I guess that's the season to me. Yeah, so. it sure seems like that, and I think that's been the plan since before the season started. And You know, you go back to Saturday night, they had that rally in the ninth inning. That doesn't happen very often where they, they came back to win. And um, There's too many teams in front of them in the wild card, too. That, that I mean, I, I hope they stick around. I do. They're great for business, Matt, but it just feels like there's, there's very little hope. I appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming in. And the other thing to think about is it's not just about the division. It's a bad division. Right. You're looking big picture. This team, even if they get in the playoffs, they're not beating the Dodgers. They're no. not beating the Giants. They're Nobody not beating the Padres. West. They're probably not beating the Mets or uh-huh. whoever comes out of the East. That's what you have to look about. It's Beth not just about the Mets. getting there. They swept the Mets the first series in May. Do you remember that? Yeah. Been, seems like a long time. By the way, DeGrom's on the I.L. That's yeah. not good news for baseball. Uh, Scott Dockerman joins the program. That's good news for our audience. Uh, as we talk Hawks, media days coming up. Scott Dockerman, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Doc. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? So did you get the sump pup fixed? Are the kids back in Minnesota? I know you had an eventful weekend. Yeah, I would say that as far as weekends go, there are maybe about four or five in my life that were worse than this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I don't want to bore everybody with all the problems. But when both of your sump pumps go down oh, awful. in flames and your basement's destroyed, and then at the same time you're trying to get your two kids moved to Minneapolis, and uh, you're—I uh, mean, it's—it it's, just imagine how much fun that was, and and subtract like yeah. <laughs> everything you've ever wanted to do in this world. So yes, it was—it was a terrible weekend. But hey, football's on deck this week. I think the worst is behind me. Let's talk. <laughs> Football. <laughs> Indeed, I'm all for it. I can't wait for it. We've seen Media Days Big 12 started last week. SEC is underway, and the Big Ten in Indianapolis uh, this week. So, Doc, um, we thought, Trent and I, and I think a lot of folks that made their way to Big 12 Media Days thought that name, image, likeness was going to be a big talker down there. It seemingly wasn't. I think my biggest takeaway from listening and reading, because we weren't there, was the I think warning that Bob Bowlesby put out to all of the teams regarding, look, we don't want to go back to this COVID situation again, and we know what football means to athletic departments, and there'll be no cancellations. There will be forfeits this year if your team can't answer the bell due to COVID that is is going to pop up. It's, I mean, it, it does. That's what this disease does, and it's getting worse again, Doc. How big of a talker do you think COVID will be uh, once Kevin Warren takes the podium? Um, I think it'll be a, a major talking point. Um, I I hate that it is because I really want it in the rearview mirror right now. I don't want, uh, you know, the, when I saw what happened with Bulls, I thought, oh, man, you know, I want to talk football. I want to talk, you know, what's going on this year. But, but that said, with the number of unvaccinated people in this world, and uh, these, this is, uh, has to be a point, um, you know, going forward. And I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I agree with them that, Right now, there is an, an opportunity that that uh, players, coaches, uh, staff members can avoid all of these issues. And that's just to get simply vaccinated, and and those who don't want to, and and uh, they're either going to you're either going to play with 35 guys, or you're not going to play at all, and you're going to lose. So 
last year was a was a crazy year, and rightly so. This year, those opportunities are gone. So I'm glad. I expect everybody to be that way because um, this is the, the, the get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. I think from COVID for everybody, and hopefully people heed that. At least that are connected with college football. It'll be Tyler Linderbaum. Tyrone Tracy Jr. and Zach Van Volkenberg, the three that will be heading with Kirk Ferentz. Of course, Friday this year for Kirk, the second day of the festivities that they're going to be there. So you know, when you get the list, it's usually a group of guys that you know pretty well. But because of the past season, you don't know these guys at the same kind of level. So it's got to be exciting for you and what you do on a day-to-day basis to kind of get these guys and get them in a different kind of environment from what you've been used to the last year plus. Sure. You know, we've had actually a few opportunities face-to-face over the last few weeks. It's been great. Uh, it's going to be great to have face-to-face discussions, sometimes, you know, only individually. I, I, I really have been – it's been nice. I think they like it. I know we do for the most part. Uh, obviously, we do. Um, and then over in Indianapolis, it's just a different kind of vibe when, when you get them on podiums and stuff. They usually are um, – they know they're there to talk. So they do talk, and they go in depth with a few more topics than normal. You know, they usually don't have you, you know. Hey, I got to get on my way here. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, uh, you know, those those three are, are really high quality people, and uh, you know, certainly Tyler Linderbaum's going to be leading the charge on preseason All American team that already has. So uh, I think they've got some stories to tell, and not only, you know, I think Tyler Tracy, you know. An Indianapolis product, I think that's really good and healthy for the uh, for for the program to kind of continue to promote itself in that market. Uh, Doc Tyler Linderbaum, um, I, I just the story fascinates me. the The talent is 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 amazing. I saw a list that was a Pro Football Focus, their best players in college football. He's ranked like number five uh, center. But you know, and, and I don't want to sound like this is a stereotype, but it's true on some teams. Offensive linemen don't like to talk. You know they 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 don't like the they don't not to, don't like the media they don't like those responsibilities. What's Tyler Linderbaum like to to speak with? Is is he you know kind of break that stereotype that is this is an offensive lineman? Because I don't recall if I've ever heard him or not. Uh, what do you expect from him when the media converges around his table uh, this Friday? I think you're going to see an engaging uh, Tyler Linderbaum. He's always been really nice. Uh, he's He's had playful banter with the media at times, uh, you know, especially face-to-face in the past. Um, you know, he's very intense as a person, and that kind of carries over. But I think he's, a, he's really kind of laid back in those interviews. So it, it's kind of a, a mix there because you can see the intensity, but you also he likes to, to joke around and talk. So I don't think he'll have any issues. Um, you know, certainly – Tristan Wolf was probably the most engaging offensive lineman that I can ever remember at Iowa. There's mm. a few others, I suppose, but I have to really, you know, go through the my mind and the Rolodex, and after this weekend, I'm kind of all over the place. But uh, you know, <laughs> I, I do think Tyler will, will will have a great time there. Um, he is a fantastic player. You could see that as as a redshirt freshman. Yep. In fact, when he was moved from defensive line to center during that Outback Bowl, uh, you know training period that that prep they could help but talk about how good he was and then you saw it in the spring he'd already earned his spot and uh you know became the first true fresh or redshirt freshman i guess it was to start at center for iowa in 13 years um he's the best that's ever played for kirk and, and you could probably make a case that he's 
up there in the upper echelon of any center that's ever played at Iowa. Another piece to this every year is what you get from, well, uh, we from the Iowa reporting. I remember when we were in Chicago, Ken and I, two years ago, felt like every Penn State writer was complaining about the East and West divisions. That became a huge story that came out of there. My question, though, back to Iowa, those other reporters, do you anticipate there's going to be questions about not just what happened last summer, but also his age? There's murmurs that that is coming up more and more on the recruiting trail. Is the word retirement, you think, going to be a piece of this coming, not from you guys in the Iowa media, but the rest of the Big Ten media? Well, I think so. I think at this point, everything when it comes to those types of topics there's, is fair game. I mean, you know, if you're you know, um, an at-large media, national, and I'm back to several, or um, if you're from the Chicago Tribune, Indianapolis Star, or, or wherever, and you're asking questions and you want to get, you know, some of your stories, those are those are relevant topics. I mean, you're talking about the dean of coaches. How long do you think you could do this, Kirk? And if he says, hey, I think I could do this another five years, well, then, all right, there's your story. You're going to hang it up. And and I, he, told, he told us and and back in January, but he's, you know, he's thinking more in five-year blocks on a five-month or five-week blocks. So that seems to be the case. As far as uh, what happened last summer, yes, that definitely it's going to be a topic, and it should be. It's a really important one. And, and I think if you're Kirk Ferentz, you don't run from it. You actually embrace it because it gives you the opportunity to discuss all the changes you've made in your program and why it's a better fit than what it was you know, prior to June of 2020. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, you wrote a piece on Jack Campbell, uh, who I can't wait to take a watch, take another step or steps forward this year. Look, the the three linebackers in Ames are, are getting all the preseason hubs, especially Mike Rose, and he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. Ryan Vance is a really nice player. Hummel's, um, you know, playing his best football of his career. But Iowa's got a pretty good one in their own right. In fact, I like Benson, too. But this Jack Campbell, what's his ceiling, Doc? Where... Where is Jack Campbell um, going to be once his Iowa career is over? Because I, I clearly believe he's he's going to play on Sunday. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. But are we going to talk about him? Because there's been some good ones in that position before, as you well know. Um, where will, where will, how will we remember Jack Campbell when his career is over? Will we remember him amongst the best? Well, I think uh, you're putting me in that position with hyperbole because he hasn't really played a whole lot. But no Big Ten player had more tackles uh, by percentage of snaps than he did last year. And uh, he seemed to really impact the game every time he played. You look at his size, his speed, his tenacity, his toughness, everything about him. If he continues to accelerate in that area, there is no peer um, at Iowa in, in the Kirk Ferentz era. Um, and that includes Chad Greenway because mm-hmm. he's taller than Chad. He's probably a slightly better athlete than Chad Greenway was. Uh, he's just got everything you want from that position. And uh, where I, if, if, he, if his trajectory continues to go up from what we saw last year, you're going to see him. He can, he's got the potential to sit in the audience uh, in the green room on, a, on an NFL draft board, if, if not next year in two years. So, I, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with somebody who hasn't played a whole lot, but I do think he is. He has the potential to be one of the 20, 25 players, first players drafted in the NFL draft in his first round. Mm-hmm. He's just 
it, his sky's the limit, in my opinion. Indeed it is. Linderbaum, likewise, will be in that green room uh, as, as well. Doc, uh, thanks for doing this for us. We will uh, talk to you a week from today. We'll recap uh, Indianapolis with you at that time. Thank you, Scott Darkerman. You have anything at The Athletic this week that you'd like to promote while you're with us? Yeah, actually, I'm sitting right outside Ironworks in Mount Vernon, Iowa, in my car as we speak because uh, there's going to be a, the 14-foot replica of Floyd of Rosedale is moving here in about 45 minutes wow. and it's heading to Fort Dodge. And it's going to be at the, at the Rosedale Rapids area of Fort Dodge, uh, which was the birthplace of the original Floyd of Rosedale. So, yeah, I'm going to be um, – I'm here right now, and uh, they're getting ready to move this thing, and it's uh, – it's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm writing about for tomorrow. <laughs> we'll look forward to reading. How do, you get to, how do you catch wind of that story? Uh, I've had some pretty good contacts about Floyd Rosedale <laughs> over the years. So, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is going to be fun. Indeed. Doc, thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Okay. Have a great day. You do the same. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. That's pretty cool. Yes. I, I saw a picture of that on Twitter last night. Really? Or maybe it was a message board, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. It's huge. 14 feet, he just said. It's a monster. That is a lot it of Floyd or Rosedale. Looks all of it. Question for you. Uh-huh. If Ohio State isn't the Big Ten winner, who is it? Oh, boy. Does Ohio State win the East, or are you going to just... I'm leaving. You get it all 13 teams. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it, it, yeah, I have to pick one. You have to pick one. It's not them. It is. It's not A. It's B. And B is um, Wisconsin by default. I think that's where I would lean. We've talked about this this summer. I love this Iowa team, except for quarterback. Yeah, but you know what? One hundred twelfth out of one hundred thirty is not fair. It's not. But it, even if they had a top 40 quarterback, mm-hmm. I think not only are they the favorite in the West, I think they are a prohibitive favorite mm-hmm. in the West. Yeah. Substantial. I could see that. I know some There's people... so much pressure on Petrus, Trent. There, there is so much pressure on him. And we saw those pressure moments, how amped up he got. Now he's going to be playing in front of fans. <laughs> Never thought about that part of it. Now, it could be a good thing. Uh-huh. Sometimes that's what you need, that... That crowd noise can almost, in a way, calm you. But what we mm. saw last year, and now you're throwing 62,000 people at Jack Trice Stadium screaming at him. You're putting a full Kinnick Stadium as Hawkeye fans are drinking those new Bud Light cans with the Hawkeye that's emblem right. on them. And I'm probably going to have an 18-pack myself before I get into Kinnick that day. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what you're going to go for that first experience against Indiana. We know a pretty good Indiana yeah. team. It's with, a concern. with the best quarterback in the in the conference, I yeah. still don't buy that. But you don't. I, it, it's, and again, it's, I'll use that word again. It's by default. By default, this isn't a quarter. This this conference, and we don't know what's going to come out of Ohio State. We anticipate it's whoever big, does will be good. Right. It's probably C.J. Stroud. I think that would be my okay. choice. And yeah, he's going to be good. Uh, we'll come back, finish out the program. Trends play of the day. Uh, well, not even sure he has one. We'll find out when we come back on 1460 KXNO and 2020 expenditure. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. 
Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day, while Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-4400. Bets off. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite G. It's and O's Miller and Condon here for DraftKings Sportsbook. Basketball is crowning a new champion. There's still time to get in on all the hoops action with DraftKings. You know, DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $150 in site credits. That's right. Pick either basketball team that's still in contention. Bet a dollar, and if that team wins, you win 100 and $50 in site credits. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, Miller and Condon, final minute. The uh, Murph and Andy show is an hour and five minutes away, and the Fanatics are in at three. It is time for Trent's play of the day. Do you have one? Well, yeah. White Sox playing the Twins uh, in that, a doubleheader. I was going to say that one of them was at four o'clock, I think. Yes, so doubleheader today. Just parlay it together. Sweep. Put them both in. Plus 170. I mean, uh, Cubs and Cardinals play this week, and we never even talked about it. It's just so, it's so disappointing that mm-hmm. these two teams and this rivalry – it's not even the end of July yet. It's meaningless. And it's over. And it's over. It's kind of where we are. Outside of that, though, Brewer, more... Brewers-White Sox this weekend. It's pretty good. Best two teams in the Midwest. Right. Yeah. You had that before the year. Well, I had the Twins in well, the World did. Series, so you can't give me a ton of credit. You the Twins in the World Series. How the hell did I come up with that? You were listening to me. And as... I, tried, I remember I sold the hell out of it, too. I was optimistic. <laughs> Yes. Don't let me be optimistic about the Twins. Next year, yeah. don't allow it to happen to me, but okay? Don't, you know what, though? We've, we've, we've got the Bears to get optimistic about in August. Oh, I'll stop you. Miller and Condon, that's going to do it for today. Thank you for being with us. We're here weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.